What's up, everybody? It's Kevin Kelm returning once again to the NBC Tower, and it feels so good to be back inside and not be so cold and stuck in my apartment for too many days with my roommate's cat that won't leave me alone anymore. What's up? It's Kevin Kellum from WrestleZone.com. This is the WrestleZone Daily, the most interactive pro wrestling talk show. Robert DeFeels joining me in just a second. So much to get into today. We got a lot of news. We're talking the WWE Hall of Fame. We're talking a major WrestleMania star injured, and we're taking your questions once again. If you are joining us on the live stream, share the link. Share the link. Get it out there. We know the diehards are watching, but we want new people joining the show as well. If you're enjoying the podcast, thank you once again. Sorry we, we missed a week of audio shows. It was uh, you know putting out the, the, the versions of the show that we were doing from my apartment is not good for the podcast, decent for audio. So we kind of had to make the decisions based on you know what we're pumping out. Elimination Chamber a couple weeks ago. We get into that. We'll get into the road to WrestleMania, the latest all elite wrestling rumors and news, and so much more. But and we'll also take your questions throughout the show. Your questions and comments firing up and hitting us live as we do it. Yeah, that's, that'll be something special here. Wow, I'll put some people referencing some big matches that were happening go, going down over the weekends, but. We'll get into all of it in just a second. Now, the big news we have over at WrestleZone.com coming out of here uh, says that, that there are some contradicting reports that going on between the story of Nia Jax and our truth. And this all relates to you know a lot of different uh, rumors that possibly our truth was quite hot, quite livid with Nia Jax after she assaulted him and cost him his spot at the Royal Rumble. Now, obviously, that's in storyline. Jerry Lawler in his podcast referenced that there was real heat and that possibly uh, Nia, once again, a little bit too stiff and may have uh, injured or just been too rough with our truth a veteran in WWE. Well, uh, posted up on uh, Nia Jack's Twitter, she has something that uh, says uh, to the contrary. It seems like a sweet scene between the two backstage. Nijax posted the following photos of her Twitter once again, shooting down rumors that she and our truth had any backstage heat at the Royal Rumble. You can see those, those are up now at WrestleZone.com. So once again, uh, looks like uh, she had to squash the beef. She had to turn down, turn down the heaters on the oven, you know. Also over at WrestleZone.com, Booker T doesn't think Dean Ambrose is leaving WWE for another promotion. This is intriguing. Uh, He says, I'm going to go on a limb. I do not think Dean Ambrose is leaving WWE to go somewhere else. I don't think a new company like AEW is looking for guys to get uh, Roger Clemens treatment. You know what I'm saying? When you got a place to practice. I'm saying when you got a place to show up, throw fastballs on game day. Shucka, shucka, quack, quack. Uh, so it's interesting he would say that the AEW would not be interested in a guy like that. You know, he says he's lucky. You know, Dean Ambrose, he's married to someone in the business. I know some I know some of those reasons I was willing to walk away from this company that I love so much. I was willing to walk away from it because when Charmel and I got married, you know, being off the road, it was no fun at all. And then when she came on the road with me as King Booker, it relieved some of the pressure. That I was under. So he's kind of relating to the, the idea of, you know, the working 
the working mode and life of Dean Ambrose. Now, with his wife very publicly known, is uh, is one of the commentators on Raw. So, obviously, we've known for over a week now that Dean Ambrose will not be re-signing his WWE deal at the end of April, something the company, a very rare move by them, has officially confirmed, leaving much speculation of what his future will be after WrestleMania. Now, we'll know that he'll be a part of WrestleMania. He was certainly positioned for something last week, a possible feud with Nia Jax. We'll find out more about that tonight on Monday Night Raw. So let's go over to the feed here. And joining me from Florida as we cover the big stories over at WrestleZone.com. He's been writing them all day long. Uh, he'll be he'll have his microphone plugged in here in a minute, and we'll get your questions in, in a second as well. Nishajawa, Nishajawa oh. is, is also texting in. Robert DeFelis, better What's late than better late than never, buddy. I appreciate it. Don't worry, we're always we're always jumping through some technical hoops. Uh, let's get into the other big story of the day. This is the one that I think people were kind of expecting either last week or definitely this week. And it looks like we have our first big name for the WWE Hall of Fame. Tell me about it. We do. Well, um, funny story, guys. I was on earlier than I usually am. I have no idea who this person is. Go me and Kevin. Oh, you have no idea. I, I was I was going to pitch to you for this. This no, one's easy. I have no clue who you're that, talking about. That is an edit point later on. Uh, so update, first 2019 Hall of Fame inductees coming from PW Insider. The original Hart Foundation trio of Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil Nyhart, and Jimmy Hart and Jimmy Hart will be inducted to the W Hall of Fame. This does not include Dangerous Danny Davis, Owen Hart, Brian Pillman, and Davy Boy Smith. They are not set to be featured in the inducted group this year. Uh, some people believe that's because of possible ongoing issues legally between Owen Hart's family. His his uh, widow does not have a, a good belief in WWE and has taken him to court for several things related to his tragic death during an accident in 1999 at a WWE event. Uh, so, it looks like Bret Hart's going to be a two-time WWE inductee. We'll certainly get more confirmation of this tonight on Raw or possibly another name will be announced, but this PWI Insider, the pretty reliable source. What do you think? I'm going to guess that this actually gets twisted into being the 97 Hart Foundation because... Brett's already in. Jimmy's already in. Yeah. Do you really need them both to go in twice? Use the Hard Foundation name to get Bulldog, Owen, and Pillman in. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then that's like, that's your class right there. That's the whole class. Then just becomes, it's a night of the Hart Foundation. I think that that is well-deserved for what their family has done in wrestling. If they ever wanted to go that route, they absolutely could. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, you know, I just I think it would be an interesting take on the WWE Hall of Fame if they made the whole night just the Hart Foundation. Though I don't know if they'll be able to uh, to to get in in a position to do that. Uh, and obviously, I don't know if Owen Hart's family, if his wife, is going to allow that to happen. I mean, a lot of things would have to change with her and her long established stance, Mar- Martha Hart, on what. The WWE should do with his legacy. She tried to challenge them, even having footage of him in the network and all different types of things. Whereas Bret Hart has gone on the record since he, you know, made events with WWE for over ten years ago. Now he's been critical of them in some parts since, but has said, "I, I would hope that Owen would be able to be honored." Uh, I think it's overdue for Davy Boy. Davy Boy certainly deserves the honor, uh, and Brian Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. I mean his his run in WWE was short, but his run in WCW, which WWE owns, was impressive as well. 
I think I, you mean uh, Flying Brian, Brian Pillman Jr., of course, currently active MLW Tag Team Champion. His father, uh, Brian Pillman. I'm talking Brian Pillman yes. Sr. I'm talking the original Flying Brian, the one, now, the Brian, first man to wear Bengal tights in wrestling. Now, Brian Pillman could go in on his own easily, inducted by Steve Austin, and I don't think too many people would complain. But really, that 97 group is so good mm. that I'm surprised they haven't gotten there. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting if, uh, you know, they went with um, something like that, where they spent the whole night just inducting one group, you know? I, I, I'm i not saying change the whole order of the Hall of Fame, but after last year, you know, that show went too long. I think the idea of just having a whole night about one group would be interesting and different. But does that sell out a whole arena? Is that a hot ticket that people want? What is it, Friday night it's going to run? Am I correct? Yes. Okay, so they're going to run Friday night. Then NXT would be Saturday night, WWE WrestleMania on Sunday, and then Raw yep. Monday. So so they're going to run the Hall of Fame and the TVs at the Barclays Center. So, I mean, you got to have something that sells a bunch of tickets. you gotta, you got to have a, it's still a live event. And it's also a part of the event of just WWE Network that week. We're going to sell this. Hey, all the hardcore fans. All the diehard casual fans, you know, all your stars that you remember from the past, here they are. You know, here's a parade of all the classic legends that you met. You know, we're going to honor them as well. That's, that's, and then you also, those, you know, you have wrestling fans that really only, you know, this. There's so many more people you know that just watch wrestling for the time, the day after the Super Bowl is done. They start checking out WWE and they start asking what's going on, you know, and this is that time of year and that the Hall of Fame is a part of that. Is, is this a hot induction? for just hardcore fans because that's kind of what the hall of fame is or is this one that's going to catch attention like last year the goldberg one got a lot of headlines when wwe wanted to induct him a lot of mainstream casual fans knew about goldberg going in the hall of fame i don't think this catches any attention unless you're not aware that brett and jimmy are already in mm, mm. yeah yeah this it looks like, it yeah. kind of looks like when they they inducted uh the e street band and then springsteen goes in by himself you know, true yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, you're right. That would be something here. Uh, Nick Batson saying, put China in the Hall of Fame. And this is always the discussion as people say who should be in the Hall of Fame. We we have it quite often. We'll get into more of these in, in, the, in the future as, as we move along. And, of course, we'll Who talk. Who did you say made that comment? Ross Berman? <laughs> yeah, Ross Berman, uh, who's our New Japan Pro Wrestling expert over at WrestleZone.com, has been a big proponent of China being inducted in the Hall of Fame. And I think she's she's more than... She's more than worthy. She's more than deserving. Uh, Billy Bennett, this is a deep one. I've never heard people suggest for the Hall of Fame. No. The fabulous Rougeau I'm brothers. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, they do not. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all American boys and they're great. All no. American boys. Oh, we're American. all American. So their whole bit was they were French Canadians. Uh, and then they would just say, that, no, we are all American boys. You <laughs> like just a slight accent. Uh, I, uh, the, one of the Rougeos uh, still active with WWE, uh, one of their French commentators. So go check him out if you're uh, of, uh, of multiple. Jacques Rougeau? Yeah. Nah. Also known as the Mountie? No, that's not Mount. His brother, the other Rougeau is, is on there. Uh, the, that, the Rougeau, uh, Raymond, right? Raymond, Raymond, Ray, Ray Rougeau is, is, the, is on commentary for them. So he's had a good career with them. Uh, people saying it's time to induct. Time to induct the Bulldog. Got to agree with them that. Very, Richard, very much so. Other people say, no, the celebrity inductee should be Cindy Lauper. So a lot of discussion about the Hall of Fame. Do you think they confirm this tonight, or do they announce a completely different name? Also, is that a headlining inductee? Is the Hart Foundation? Is no. that a, Is that a headliner? We're going to have another big star. 
Yeah. Who do you think the it could be? Mission, they're not even a headliner in terms of a tag team, really, because they're, they're only doing this just so they don't have to induct Jim by himself, which is weird. No, you know? and, and if they did induct Jim by himself, and Bret Hart was obviously there to do it with Natalia, and Natalia to, to accept the honor on his behalf, that would be special. It's it's still going to be a special moment. It's really Jim Hart, Jim Neidhart's induction. It's really his night, yeah. and and I certainly you would want Bret a part of it. You would, you know, it would he's so tied to his legacy and the and the most noteworthy part of it too as well. Uh, and it's another acknowledgement of just the Hart Foundation, the Hart family, and what they gave to wrestling. And, and Jim was part of it. He's married into it, you know. So I mean, you you kind of have to. Uh, and Natalia, his daughter, has been a part of the company and a prominent part of it now for so long. Uh, you want to talk about somebody who's going to go in the Hall of Fame? People, people challenge me on this. I think she's she'll be a she'll be like the first female first ballot Hall of Famer. Like how Edge went in right after he retired. Boom, Natalia, when she's done, she'll go in right away. Right away. I'm calling that right now. I'm calling it depends it. on who, whoever retires first, whether it's Natty or Charlotte, they'll be the first females to headline the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, jumping into everything going on with Monday Night Raw, looks like we're going to have Becky Lynch and Stephanie McMahon in the ring tonight. And this is going to give us more hype for WrestleMania. And, of course, the big money match, the match that seems to be the the money one, the one that people pay to want to see the most, and that would be Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey. What hype can you do with Stephanie McMahon? She's been good about uh, really stirring the pot. She had the money match last year, and Ronda Rousey and Stephanie McMahon. So, I, and Ronda, just say what you want about her last week with that bad promo. She she cut a great one later in the night. Does Ronda get in the mix with this thing tonight as well? Do we get all those three powerful ladies in one ring? Um, if you look at the comments section for when we posted this, there was a lot of people who were like, they're using Stephanie as a distraction because Becky will kill Ronda on the mic and they're going to use Stephanie to get heat because they don't want Ronda to get booed. And I don't know if that's true, but I do think it'll be an interesting dynamic to see a now female Steve Austin, so to speak, mm-hmm. with a female McMahon. It, it will be. And, and you're getting that with Becky Lynch, and everyone makes the comparisons between her and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I say just kind of let her be her own. The idea that only one person can be like this filled a with. Badass. Yeah, the, 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 there can only be one badass. It's kind of it's limiting the idea of who can be a badass then. Uh, or you always have to compare it to one person here. Um, questions coming in. James Esponto, always loving the support, James. He says, Big Kev, Robert, is there a manager that you would like to see inducted in the Hall of Fame? We are talking a little bit about the Hall James of Fame James E. Cornette needs to go in. He can go in with Midnight Express. He can go in by himself. He needs to go in. He deserves to go in. He's done a lot for the company. And I don't think you get a bigger manager than Paul E. Dangerously. Uh, yeah. Heyman for sure would be a lock to go in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I mean, do you wait to do that with, do you do induct him with Brock Lesnar? Do you just induct him by himself? I think he, he could go in by himself if he wanted to be. He can absolutely go in by himself. But outside of those two, who do you really have? I mean, you're not going to be like, oh man, we got to get, uh, we got to get slick in the Hall of Fame. You know, <laughs> we're running out of Hall of Fame managers. You know, we could get Liz. Slick was but, there during a big period. I could see Slick getting inducted. I, no, Slick is already in, isn't he? No. I, th- I thought for a second Slick was already in there. So leave me be. Um, I know most of the 1980s managers are. Heenan's in there. Hart's in there. 
Fuji's in there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the managers are pretty well covered. As we do with attention deficit disorder on the show, because we're bouncing off your questions and the stories that are coming in at the same time here. I uh, want to get more into the discussions of tonight, to a wrestle zone for the Hall of Fame. No, we're okay. We're, we're, we're okay. We'll just cover everything. That's fine. Uh, we wouldn't know how to write a speech. We're not good at writing a website, apparently, in the eyes of some other people. So we'll just, we'll just deal with this. Uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're used to it. It's a fun weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty ridiculous here. Uh, we're going to get more names on Raw tonight. We're going to get another team confirmed for the Elimination Chamber match coming up that will crown the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion. The first time they've done this in over, oh, God, oh, gosh, almost over 25 years they've had a Women's Tag Team Championship. Over over 30 years. Last time over 30? seen is 88. Yeah, 88. So, so over yeah, 30 years. right there. A uh, lot to get into. The Raw side, they qualify for it. On the SmackDown side, they just say they're in the match. So it's kind of weird. Uh, I, I believe we have one. Do we have one final spot or two more spots left? We have one final spot on each show. But if you look at the website, we have a leaked image mm. that pretty much confirms that the final two teams are Bailey and Sasha and Naomi and Carmella. WWE goes on to further this by putting Bailey and Sasha in a qualifying match against the wonderful team of Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox. So, I mean, if you put those two teams side by side, which one do you think is going to get into the elimination? It's chamber? Sasha and Bailey. <laughs> yeah, it's Sasha and Bailey. No, no, I think uh, Nikki and Alicia have a shot. <laughs> Uh, you don't believe that because you're breathing in the middle of this. <laughs> I, think, I think, well, what do you, uh, I'm, I mean, officer, I, I don't know how you would even know where I was before. Or I was, uh, I had one drink. <laughs> like you, you would, it's, I could tell. It was not an honest answer. What do you guys yeah. think uh, of the women's elimination chamber match to crown the tag team champions? Uh, it, it'll be something special. It'll be something special for sure. That's coming up tonight on Raw. Also, we're going to get Balor and Bobby Lashley. 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 Um, that'll happen tonight. And where, where does that go? Can, can you get something out of this without doing the wishy-washy finish? Or does one of these guys need a definitive win? I mean, Bobby beat him down pretty bad last week. How do you keep it going next week? That's non-title, correct? Yeah, I believe it's non-title. Maybe they could maybe have the title to it tonight. You never know what happens in, the, in world wrestling entertainment. Anything can happen in the world wrestling yeah. entertainment. Uh, um, I think Balor wins and then goes on to a title match at the pay per view and loses. Mm, mm, yeah. Uh, people are joking with you. Their money is on uh, Nikki Cross, uh, Fox, Foxy, and Cross getting in there. The the two unstable ones. That 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 maybe that'll be their name. The unstable ones. Uh, so I, I I don't know. I just I think for me it's 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 a lot to get into in terms of just you you just got to get to elimination chamber. It seems like it's really driven by these two big chamber matches, and everything around that is just kind of just dressing upon the chamber itself. Uh, but then also kind of just like, all right, we're just gonna keep the, we're gonna keep this hot going into Mania. We're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get this thing in here. You, we're gonna see this, this build up to this. I think a lot of this does it seem like this is gonna be like another holding pattern until we get to the real the real stretch into WrestleMania time because we have we got Elimination Chamber and we have Fastlane before we even get to Mania. Yeah, I don't think that in recent years they've done a lot with the Elimination Chambers and the Fast Lanes. I think it's really just a stopgap. They know what they want to do. They're great shows. The I, mean, I, should, I should be specific. Elimination Chamber is a fun show. They try to tell a very good story inside that chamber. 
I think it's an underrated show in terms of just like the set pieces that they can put a bunch of people on and build up to something. And you really feel like whoever comes out of that is is set for big things. I mean, when Daniel Bryan um, came out of it and went into WrestleMania in 2012, though the match wasn't outstanding, uh, the chamber match to get there was really, really fun to watch. And, and I remember he had a good run there. And there's been other times when they've done that as well. Yeah, I think when you look at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, it's when it's used as to say this guy is going to be the number one contender, that's better. But when you're just doing it for the belt, when the championship is already in a good place, I don't think the Elimination Chamber is necessary there. Mm, good point. Good point. Like, for, for example, this year it's for the WWE title. We still don't know how the championship gets made following – um, the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Good point. I mean, it, there's just a, a lot to be said there, and, and I think the Raw side is going to be in a little bit more of a harder position to get to the, the title matches on their side. Now, we're going to get a special thing with the Women's Tag Team Championships and New Belts being crowned upon somebody. Daniel Bryan has a full set there with the Elimination Chamber match. What do you do, though, over on the Raw side? Because the reports come out of this weekend is that Seth Rollins has some type of injury. It's going to keep him out of the ring for a month. Now, we'll see him on TV, but he's going to be out of the ring for a month. How do you keep him hot going into WrestleMania if you're I don't know, because the whole, the whole basis for this feud is I wrestle, you don't. Yeah. And he can't wrestle, so well, maybe, what do maybe, you do? Maybe that was the idea. It was like, well, you're talking about wrestling. Now I'll just put you on the shelf, you know? But then, are you gonna are you gonna burn up those precious precious Brock Lesnar dates on your contract? You'd come out and be on TV more, you know. It's I think a- they're in a good place though. It's Brock Lesnar's stories write themselves. It's I hate this guy. He's never here. Oh look, he's here. He's gonna throw people around and then he'll go away again. Mm-hmm. Nick Basson bringing up a pretty solid point. Yes, the the female side of things in WWE is, is much hotter going into WrestleMania than the male side. That, that could that could measure out the closer we get to WrestleMania because I think there's so much more to be, you know, set up. Just we got we know what we're doing Elimination Chamber WrestleMania, one of the biggest shows of the year. We have two huge matches. We have Lesnar versus Rollins currently, and then we have Lynch versus Rousey. Some people think that Charlotte could be added to that, but we'll we'll leave that debate to another day. Uh, you know, I think it, it'll be it'll be something. It'll be something in terms of where we are coming out of Elimination Chamber. I don't think we'll have a complete version of what WrestleMania is because there'll be a lot of stuff that kind of gets set up as we get there along the way. There's a lot of other singles you know, feuds that have to kind of burn their course. I'll give you a, a real-life story based on what Nick Bastion just said here. Mm-hmm. I got a call from my brother who was a big fan in the new generation, Attitude Days, not so much in recent years, and he just said, what's going on with wrestling and why am I excited for Becky Lynch? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, why am I why am I supposed about, to be excited about this Becky Lynch character? He's not asking about Rollins. He said, "What's going on with Becky, and why are the women killing it?" Uh, because they're killing it. They have their good storylines. People are responding to them. I think they've all, also another thing people don't want to admit. Like, like I was, we were talking about this uh, over the weekend and texting and messaging and stuff like that. People don't want to admit when WWE does a good job. It's the individual performers do a good job of making that happen. And I, I got to say that WWE's done a good job of, all right, you want Becky Lynch? We're going to go with Becky Lynch. We're going to do it. And they wanted to do it in November. <laughs> they wanted to do it in, in November when they were going to put her in the ring with Ronda Rousey when they had the SmackDown Women's Championship on her. An injury happens. You have to work around it. You have to deal with the circumstances of it. But they're, they're going to hold her back after they're, they're going to, they're going to. I was like, just let them do something 
And then you're going to say that it's just the individual performer that it happened to this. Uh, I, I, I don't get where people can't be logical. They can say, like, this thing is good or this thing is bad, and they just didn't want they didn't want to let up on it. I think WWE is going to do a very good job of keeping the aura of Becky Lynch special. And everything that she does, She's her, her character uh, continues to get another layer. Another, oh, yeah, that's the badass I want. That's the man. You know, the, the, when people got under the man thing, yes, let's go with it. Like there, there was a lot of notes that felt similar, and the reason they bring up Stone Cold so much is it, a lot of it kind of developed so organically. And then once it kind of like, oh, he has a T-shirt now with a skull on it, and he's gonna beat up Vince McMahon. Yeah, I'm into this. Like if you told me tomorrow that Vince McMahon was gonna get in the ring and, and get beat up by by Becky Lynch. I'd be like, yeah, are we going to get Becky Lynch, you know, laying out Stephanie McMahon? That could happen. Could, could Here's a prediction. You know, the prediction, not a spoiler, not a spoiler. What happens if Becky Lynch gets to lay out Stephanie McMahon tonight on Raw? What if, what if Becky Lynch has got to go through Stephanie McMahon to get to Ronda Rousey? What if that's her obstacle, her challenge before she can climb the mountain of WrestleMania? We'll find out tonight on Raw. Let's take your questions. Just jump right into it. Fire them off. This is the most interactive wrestling talk show on the internet. Fire them off, and we'll get into everything going on there. Also, other stories we're following over on WrestleZone.com while we're talking about Becky Lynch. She says that the Royal Rumble was the biggest night of her career. Uh, And a video that goes behind the scenes of everything uh, backstage there at the Royal Rumble in Phoenix, just uh, almost two weeks, in, two weekends ago, week and a half ago now. Uh, and uh, also we have Ronda Rousey, her comments saying that uh, she says she likes the sign of organic empowerment in the storyline. Uh, you can now buy Tyler Bates ring-worn trunks for only 600 pounds. Uh, and, and, of course, Jay Lethal recently broke a big record in Ring of Honor as the world champion. Also, locations revealed for the WrestleMania 35 Access Convention. That is going to be going down at Brooklyn Pier 12 in Brooklyn, New York. All the information about the dates, the times, all that stuff. It's all over at WrestleZone.com. Let's get right into your questions, Robert. Let's get right into it. Let's jump into it. It's, time. it's question time. They, they, they give the queries, and we don't let them stand. We, we answer everything. Here we go. We're going to answer everything we, we answer can. the queries without theories. Yes, without fury. We answer qu- queries with fury. If it doesn't rhyme, why are we even getting into it? Uh, Jamie Bartlett wants to go, what if that is how they get Charlotte into the match? Lynch gets pulled after an issue with Steph, and she puts Charlotte to make it tougher for Becky. You know, it's a distinct possibility if Charlotte, uh, you know, Charlotte's still in the mix with Becky Lynch. They got into it on SmackDown. And now Becky just saying, I'll take on old comers. I'm not scared of a McMahon because I am the man. She's going to say that tonight on Raw. I guarantee it. I'm, I'm, I'm predict, predictor, predictor, predictor. Uh, that's going to happen. Uh, the, I could see that. I could see Charlotte becoming the, uh, you know, the. The blonde, the blonde Carolina Amazon warrior for 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 Stephanie McMahon. What do you think of that? So I think one of two things can happen if they really want to push an issue between Stephanie and Becky. Either they're like, "Hey, you weren't even in, in this match because you know that was Lana's number," or they go, "Hey, you didn't get medically checked out. You just left the arena on SmackDown. You can't do that. That's insubordination." 
we might have to pull you from this match. Mm-mm. Or you know, yeah, you, you bring you bring something up there. Uh, you know, Becky uh, Becky Lynch could be uh, could be could be bringing herself to the mix here. By saying, "Hey, uh, you know, I, I I worked my way into the Royal Rumble. I deserve it." And then, you know, and then, you know, who knows? Who knows? It could be, it could be a bunch of different things brought up. I think tonight on Raw will be interesting here, depending on where you're listening to us on the podcast, on the stream live. What I want your feedback about it after tonight's Raw. Let me know uh, what we what we lay out here. Uh, Benjamin Jones thinks the Bella Twins will show up and they could be in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, they'd be better than Naomi and Carmella. Mm, true. That would that'd be something else. But then you have to have somebody lose. And I don't think the Bella Twins would want to lose in that type of situation. So, uh, yeah, do you do anything with the Bella Twins at WrestleMania? I mean, they have that feature performer type status. What do you do with them at WrestleMania? Do you work them into some type of match? If they can't clear Trish and Lita, then Sasha and Bailey basically saying, I know it's typical and I hate it too, but basically saying, you were divas, we're real women wrestlers. You can easily plug that in to WrestleMania. Mm, yeah. Uh, do we, what, Ronda Rousey, she got, she got some heel reactions last week. It was, it was not a great performance with, with her on the mic before her match with Bailey on Raw, but a strong one where she got face to face with, Rousey and was really the most electric moment of the night last week on Raw. It, was, it made the show and a lot it left a lot of people talking. Both casual and hardcore fans were talking about that face-off between them and Becky Lynch just firing off on her. Ronda saying, I could, you know I could wreck you if I wanted to right now and I'm not going to. I'm going to save it for Mania. There was a lot there. Uh, what do you do with Rousey going into Mania? you got to fire her up. you gotta, you got to dial that character and got to get her stronger than Mike. She's a heel whether she wants to be or not. Because Becky Lynch is so strong. Now, do they plug Charlotte in? Because they know, by default, Charlotte Flair instantly becomes the heel because this should be a one-on-one match. Exactly. And another another thing is there's a lot of people that still want to root for Rousey. You know, it's not like a complete booing thing. You know, this isn't like a Roman Reigns where they're just telling you this person's who you're supposed to cheer and you don't want to cheer them. There's plenty of people that are going to show up to WrestleMania that are still going to want to cheer for Ronda Rousey. Is Becky Lynch still going to be the proverbial man? Uh, the the man who has money in the bank, gas in the tank, shorty, which drink? Uh, yes, that she will be that, uh, and and she will. The killer song will come on, and I'll I'll start singing. I, I really I really hope that they do a video package. Oh, they with that it, song, they. But I, oh, if you guys haven't heard this song from the Killers, the man, and they don't use it somehow. It's criminal. I get where it's, maybe it's not cheap. Yeah. It's not cheap. This is the Killers. They're like one of the biggest bands in the world. Uh, but they got to do that. Go look that up. Uh, WWE can afford it. They need, they need to do it. Yeah. Uh, people say, uh, what happened to Seth? Uh, the details of the injury are not exactly clear. It's uh, just that what, what we've gathered from several different sources is that he is injured and that he will be out of in-ring action. This is according to John Pollock over at postwrestling.com. He'll be missing in-ring action for a month. Now, this obviously will not affect him to be involved in his big match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania coming up in New York, New Jersey. But this, you know, he could be on TV. I expect him to be on television in some way. Yeah, I mean, what really happened here was it's not 1999, guys. We were watching Halftime Heat yesterday. Nick Foley took a lot of damage and kept wrestling because they had a different structure. Yeah. So Rollins got injured a while back, even before the Rumble, and... They let him do the rumble because they knew this was important, but they also need to take care of their superstars. It's a different time. Yeah, there's a completely different standard of how they keep guys. I mean, you imagine 
if Becky Lynch took that shot to the nose and, and broke her nose and and had that concussion, I, I want to say his latest. She would have been at Survivor Series. Yeah, and ni- in, in 1999, they would have they wouldn't have had a good match. You know, like they would have been like, all right, go out there and have the shortest match you can. Let's still just get the two of you guys in the ring and, and have uh, a short confrontation, and we'll really build up to another match later down the road or something like that. You know, there was stuff they would do before. It, you would get you would get the two people fighting a little bit, but you wouldn't get a full fledged thing. You get like an angle more than a match. You know, uh, so I I think they're in a different structure. It's a publicly traded company. Their health standards are completely different. So you know, if this is something where it's like, all right, we can get them through Royal Rumble, but let's get them out of the ring and protect protect protect, protect this workhorse. Let him ride. Let him ride if he can uh, through to the road to WrestleMania there. Um, <clears throat> James Conn saying new Becky Lynch theme from who I got to hear this. The killers, the man, look this song up. The killers, the man, this is on their last record. Wonderful, wonderful, huge alternative rock radio hit. We played it quite a bit on 101 WKQX. Are we still playing a record uh, from them called run for cover, which is still pretty good. Uh, jumping back into your questions here. Do you think triple H versus Vince man for full control? The WWE will go down. I don't know if they need to do any of those more who controls the show contests anymore. I don't think people understand how old Vince McMahon is. Yeah. Vince McMahon is not in physical condition to get up, get in his muscle and fitness suit with those grapefruits. And he can't do it anymore. You know, I mean, he looks fantastic for a man of his age, but he cannot do it anymore. Mm, he doesn't need to. Who says he needs to? I have a bigger question. What do you do with Triple H? He's looking healthier. We don't know what that pectoral muscle looks like underneath that uh, that suit he's always in. Are, are we going to get him in a match for WrestleMania? It seems like he always dusts it off and bring brings the war king, the corner of barbarian gear out once a year. Are we going to get him in WrestleMania? First of all, I'm really glad you didn't just call Triple H Conan, Conan O'Brien because I think you're about to. But uh, <laughs> Conan you know, O'Brien! I, what if he came out dressed as Conan O'Brien? That that was his entrance uh, gear. He had like the big red pompadour and, and like, that'd be very scary. The band, the Jimmy H- Jimmy Vivino and the band plays has, him on. Andy Richter walks him out to the ring. Triple H is Conan O'Brien is a very scary thought, but I think you know what? Take a chance this year and don't have him on. Take a chance. Mm, I say you have him do something. I say you have him do uh, something. What that is, I'm not exactly certain. But you have him do if something. If he keeps messing with Dean Ambrose tonight, then, I'm, then I'll solidly say that it's going to be Dean Ambrose and Triple H at WrestleMania. Now, that would be an odd match to do going into WrestleMania to have a guy who says he's not going to resign with the company by the proverbial head of the company Saying, well, if you're not going to resign, then I'm going to send you out. You know, like that would be a storyline. That 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 would be a very very interesting storyline that would intrigue quite quite a bit, and it would give you uh, a lot of intrigue using reality, using the organic thing to make the storyline thing work a little bit faster. Same way they did with Becky Lynch. Now they get this big match with Ronda Rousey, just based on those circumstances. There, that, that I would you know, be in for that. I think it's quite the opposite of what they have with CM Punk eight years ago where punk people wanted punk to stay i don't think people are like dean don't go i think really people are like okay bye ambrose you know it wasn't good you didn't click uh no because i think i think if dean stayed and they they had a hot match for him i I just think it's that that angle that second run they did here with him and rollins just did not hit like i agree like the storylines didn't hit 
But I don't think anyone, if you had Seth Rollins leaving, people would be like, no, you got to stay. You have so many matches. You know, I think with Dean, it was just the stuff they, the reported thing about him. He just didn't feel like he had the right creative. He's a big star. Uh, but this last year has been rough. Yeah, the stuff with Roman. And I, think I, th- I think the stuff with Roman has got to be discouraging, and it's not. He you can't blame anyone for that. That's a hard situation to go through. He almost had a staph infection that killed him. You know, like that. That that was a very, uh, very harrowing position to be in. The elbow surgery was so lengthy, and the rehab for it. Then you get back in the ring. Then you have to do the whole setup angle to get to it. Then they have to hot shot and go quicker with it because of the Roman situation. It was a lot of things that kind of jerked him around that were all circumstantial. Now it's just like, hey, let me get away from this. You know, let, let me get away from this after WrestleMania and see where my head's at. I'm not going to resign. You know, maybe the thing is he doesn't resign and then he comes back later in the year. You never know. This is Dean Ambrose is not a guy who's easy. To, he's not an easy guy to read at all, at all in any way. But I think a lot of people are putting emphasis on his most recent run, whereas Dean as a solo has never really been, you know, he never clicked as much as the other two S.H.I.E.L.D. guys did Mm. outside of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Or there's something to that. And maybe him doing that away from the WWE would be a bigger deal. Or, you know, maybe uh, this is just all a setup for something. Maybe we're all getting big worked. Right now, I would say we're not. Uh, I don't think we are. I think Dean Ambrose is legitimately on his way outside of the WWE. Speaking of a big work, can we talk about this whole thing with Nia Jax and R-Truth? Yeah. What do you think? I touched on this earlier at the beginning of the show. Oh, sorry. Um, I don't like the whole, look, we took photos together. We're fine. Clearly, and I saw this when I read it, Jerry Lawler was being old school and saying, oh, she got real heat. But no, everybody is so gung-ho on being... Well, I'm just an actor, and we all really love each other, that she couldn't just let that ride. You know, she had to show the pictures of her with truth. She couldn't just let it ride that, oh, she got real heat. Well, maybe it's a professional thing. Maybe she doesn't want that professional reputation. You know, like, that goes beyond just the the storyline front of, of what you what you project. Maybe she doesn't want that reputation within the industry. She doesn't want that in entertainment that she's going to be – you know, hey, we're going to ask you to do this thing. And wait, you did what? You know, like that goes beyond just being a wrestling performer. That goes into what do you, what do you want to do in modeling? She's done some modeling before. What, what do you do at this event? How do we, how can we trust you if you're going to do this endorsement? And those are things that people think about when they're in WWE and they kind of have to cover their, their, their ones and twos on those various different things. But when you're a villain, you also have to just agree with the idea that people aren't going to like you, and they converge on the idea of saying, well, I saw this happen at this airport, and she's a jerk. And, well, yeah, sure, I'm a villain. That's kind of what I got to go for. I don't know. Not, exactly. I, it, it's odd that Nia would do that. I would just let it ride. I'm a heel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I injured our truth Yeah, what are you, totally. you going to do, do about it? So I'm the face breaker. I, w- I would ride with it. But it's, a, it's an interesting decision by her. Uh, Steve uh, Schlegel saying, why the heck? Did Elias and Rusev just randomly turn back to heels? Yeah, they, they, these were random changes a, a week or week or so ago. I think the Elias babyface pops are are still there, but I do think the idea of him as a mid card comedy heel is that's the way to go. I don't I don't think he needs to be a babyface. Well, it's clear to me that somebody woke up and was like, "But they belong as heels." How did how did this even happen? <laughs> are, what, are, what you, are you implying that Vince McMahon randomly changed his mind about something and wanted to go in a different direction? 
I'm implying that Vince McMahon was probably unaware of December because he was getting ready for bigger things. And he just, he looked at the format of the show and went, this is wrong. <laughs> back, to, back to this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty ridiculous things here. Uh, people saying uh, Dean Ambrose is going to leave WWE. Uh, people say, I heard Triple H is... Is Vince not happy with him? You don't know that, Tyler Lloyd. We don't know that. We're not even implying that. Uh, this is an interesting question. Over on the SmackDown side, do the co-besties of Shane McMahon and The Miz, they're, they're real good pals, especially after this week's SmackDown, do they continue to hold those titles going into WrestleMania? Their next challengers will be the Usos. No. I'm waiting for the shoe to drop and for it to just be Miz and Shane one-on-one at WrestleMania. But going back to Tyler Lloyd, let me ask you a question. Uh, to the people who have in-laws, does any do any of you always feel happy with your in-laws? Mm. Like, you know, there, there's friction there. They're alpha males. Mm. It's to happen. Mm. Vince takes too much Ico Pro. You know how that works. You gotta want it! <laughs> I've been watching uh, Superstars from 1992. And uh, on the network, they just put a bunch of these up, and I'll I'll, I'll put one on as I'm, I'm dozing off. And they always have, like, some promos for various different things at the time. They're constantly pushing the magazine, which feels so dated by today's standards. Yep. And and another thing they'll do is uh, WBF Body Stars. The World Bodybuilding Federation had a show on the USA Network on Saturday mornings. In 1992, and it was uh, it was about fashion, fitness, and fun, and the bodies you want to see. And it was a, a very ill-fated, very short-term bodybuilding federation that, that Vincent Manfield, because he was very much into the world of fitness and, and was invested in a nutrition company, IcoPro, and, and that was something they promoted in, in 90s WWE for, for a few years. So that's what we're referencing. Go check them out. You'll see all those old ads. You'll see a lot of kids in the crowd with bowl-cut haircuts. I love the fashions. Yeah, I love the fashions in the crowd at old wrestling shows. Because then you're like, oh, wait, this is a product of its time. How many mullets? Count the mullets. I was watching Crush, Always. Brian Adams. That man had, he had one shooting down the back mullet. And it, it looked, it was pompadoured up front. I mean, this was something special. A lot of neon. The WWF championship could have been won on the the size of your mullet. Crush is winning that championship all day. Oh, yeah. That man's going right to the top of the card. Him and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels had a, had a main event mullet, baby. Uh, show, tell us your favorite mullets in wrestling in, in the chat. We'll, we'll, we'll fire them off here. Um, <clears throat> James Conn saying, NXT is the only brand I ever watch week to week. It's more entertaining than ever their show. Like one hour is perfect. I can do three hours. Uh, speaking of NXT, what did you think of Halftime Heat? I thought it was a really, really fun match to put on. In the middle of the the hoopla of an underwhelming Super Bowl and a pretty lousy halftime show that I watched later on with uh, some friends that you're aware of, some people that used to work for the website, so it was kind of a, a fun catch-up with them. Uh, a lame Super Bowl, lame halftime show, good play by WWE to have an exciting six-man match. It didn't have a bunch of consequences to it, but it was entertaining. Can you imagine... Being at the Super Bowl and saying, you know what? I'm taking out my phone and I'm going to watch Halftime Heat. Because I saw several posts of people who did just that. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, the Halftime Show was boring. Halftime Heat was the most entertaining 20 minutes that you could get on Super Bowl Sunday. Especially in last night's game. Apparently it was a real 
uh, really long snore yeah. last night. So, yeah. Yeah, they did uh, a very good thing. Uh, yeah, pre- and, and also uh, I'll say this, just talking wrestling terms. Uh, the Patriots are John Cena like two thousand seven. Like they're 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 just pushing this guy. They're 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 gonna make sure this guy is in all the things. He's won the most Super Bowl championships. Tom Brady's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Blah blah blah. But here's the thing: didn't have a good game. Uh, and the guy who won the MVP, Edelman, uh, had a, had one hundred forty four yards. Okay, that's impressive. D- didn't score a touchdown. Right? Uh, and uh, I'll say this. So why isn't the kicker winning the MVP award? The kicker scored the most points for your team to win a Super Bowl. You know the kicker because it was just a game of defenses? Or why wasn't a defender? Why Why do we always have to go with an offensive player to be the MVP? Or a not a special teams player? We got to have the superstars. Got to go with one of those superstars. Got to go with the guy that somebody's talking about in their fantasy team. Stupid. Stupid. If we were to compare this to a wrestling match, would you not compare this to the WWE versus the Nexus match from that SummerSlam? Yeah. And it's just like it's not good, and Cena shouldn't win, but Cena's winning. And what is what did that comment say from James? It was asking me a question there. Mm, yeah. Uh James Kahn saying, uh, Mike OMG, yes, 92, 92 was my first year started watching WWF and Papa Shango. Was the first round of CNN superstars putting a spell on the warrior? I'm right at I'm right in the period of the spring of 1992 in which Papa Shango has yes put a curse on the Ultimate Warrior, and the Ultimate Warrior is brushing it off, saying, "I don't care." You know, he's just snorting it off. He doesn't matter. And, and then the paint is going to start leaking, and then many many years before Priscilla Kelly, Ultimate Warrior is going to start projectile vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> your screen. Yeah, that was something that happened over the weekend. Tell them about that. That was is Ultimate Bar Brawls was the oh. show that Fight TV did, Fight.tv did. And it had Ken Shamrock versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah, Ken Shamrock back in the pro wrestling ring. Uh, talk about a guy who should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Having a legitimate Absolutely. fight in a bar. They didn't even get in the ring. They just fought in a bar. And they like Tom Lawler got his head shoved in a toilet. Like this was in the match. So it's pretty cool. They're taking like clotheslines on the floor. It's nuts. But then they this do this the big thing. Darby Allen and Priscilla Kelly are in this match, and Ross Berman, I was watching it with them. Uh, it's Lauren O'Neill walking by here. Uh, was uh, they told me about this? People were throwing up on each other in, in this in this match. So, God, first of all, God bless Ross because he got Fight TV a couple other buys because I bought it specifically because of Ross's bizarre tweets. <laughs> and I'm watching this match, and they tease the tampon spot, which if you don't know that, go look it up. We have it on WrestleZone. Weird. Uh, they tease the tampon spot, and then they're in a bar, so they all start drinking. Mm-hmm. And then right before Priscilla Kelly is supposed to, like, slap Delilah Doom, she just starts vomiting. <laughs> and then... Uh, then she vomits on, I believe it's Eli Everfly, who then starts vomiting. How do you, so they get how do you, how do you, <laughs> how do you signal for that? Like, how do you tell someone like, all right, we're going into the puke spot. Like, like, like how do you do that? How does that even happen? You, like, what, what do you, I think you just whisper draws <laughs> as you're picking the guy up. He's, he's, he's got a puke. Uh, look up. He's look, got up here. <laughs> yes. Look up. Yeah. Beyond the mat. There's a really funny segment which draws uh, a wrestler who was uh, 
brought into WWE in the Attitude Era, a man who uh, was known for his career in the NFL prior. He was most known for throwing up on national television because he was so nervous about having his NFL debut. He threw up on national TV. So then when he made his way over to WWE, Vince McMahon wanted him to be the guy who pukes. <laughs> it was just so... Uh, my favorite thing about that is he's like, oh, yeah, I can do that on cue. Okay, do it. He can't do it. It's hard to do <laughs> that. Like, it's hard to just, like, uh, throw up on cue. That's ridiculous. Well, I'd hope that these guys were doing it because the projectile vomiting was crazy to see. It reminds me of that one scene in uh, Stand By Me. Uh, James Esponto bringing up uh, some mullets of wrestling pass. He, he references flying Brian Pillman. He had one heck of a mullet back in the day. That was a feather. Brian Pillman Jr. It's single-handedly bringing back the he's mullet. Bringing it, he's bringing it back. Yeah, people not happy about the Super Bowl as well. Uh, uh, someone had to bring up Cody Parkey, the awful kicker for the Bears. What a bum. All right. Yeah, so a uh, lot of love for Papa Shango. You better love Papa Shango or he will put a curse on you and black tar will bleed from your forehead. The, this man is amazing, by the way. He went from being a voodoo priest mm-hmm. to being an MMA fighter mm-hmm. to being a pimp. Mm. Now, which one of those? Like, talk about somebody who can run the gamut of gimmicks. Mm-hmm. This man went from the voodoo priest to a pimp. Now, this is uh, tying the Super Bowl in with WWE. We've seen him in a WWE ring before. Rob Gronkowski, friends with Mojo Raleigh. Uh, he is reportedly possibly done with a career in the NFL. He has had some type of injuries. And some people think, could he have a future in the WWE? Well, he got in the ring at WrestleMania a few years ago and, and tackled Jinder Mahal and helped uh, Mojo win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. What do you think? Sprinkled Jinder with so much star power that the very next month he was the WWE champion for six months. And, you know, it'd be a cool thing for like a one-off, but don't, no. I'm... I'm good. <laughs> mm, yeah. <clears throat> Ray Wyatt said, I started watching the tournament with 205 Live NXT and NXT UK brand. That was one night event. That, I didn't finish watching it, but it seems like it's going to be used to switch people from UK to 205 Live or NXT. You know, why not? Why not have guys jump around from brand uh, to brand? If you're well, be you there. need to finish watching it because that's not what ends up happening. In the no, end. no, no, but no. no it's you, not. I'll tell you, that was played so out of order. They didn't show the tournament matches in order, which is kind of defeating the purpose of a tournament. And then they showed the qualifying battle royal seven hours later. So whatever. I don't know. Very weird streamlined process on the network there. You know, but I do like the idea of just more tournaments with those guys on those brands. Giving them more in-ring content is what people who have the network want. They want more active live stuff like that. If you're going to have those fan access events, use them to fill matches that have more than just we're having matches at Axis and you can watch these guys have matches. And they're not we're not going to use them for any other purpose. No. Film NXT stuff. Do NXT stuff there. Like there there should be uh, those matches should have at least something. At least something. Uh, and it does a lot especially for NXT UK to have American fans see them in the ring and see that these guys are legit and have more of the NXT fans cuz you have you know, we have some people that just watch NXT. They come here on the chat and they just want to talk to us about that. Uh, let's get into more questions here while you guys are going to, uh, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to puke. Yeah. And sneeze. he's got to, he's got to, he's got to sneeze. Uh, Hayden Brown, do you guys think Raw was good last week? I think it sucked. Uh, I think Raw last week was a strong, strong show, set up a bunch of different things and had some good matches on it. Uh, interesting in terms of what they did with Dean Ambrose, considering what we would find out later in the week. 
and it set up a lot of stuff. I did not think it sucked. Did not think it sucked. I thought it was a fine Controversial show. Controversial hot take that I don't think people understand. Raw has never, ever been a consistently solid show. No. It's always been a highlight reel kind of a show. There's never really been, even in the Attitude Era, you've never really seen a roster where it's like, oh, these guys belong in the Hall of Fame. Wow, every segment was fantastic. It mm. never works that way. Best mullet, Jeff Jarrett. Don't agree with that. Uh, people thinking Todd Pettingill back in the mm. day, mid nineties, uh, backstage announcer for WWE. He was he had one heck of a one heck of a feather rooster for him there. Uh, people also bringing up Kama, the Ultimate Fighting Machine, and the whole train. Let's get Kevin. Was Todd Pettingill your inspiration? Considering he also bridged the gap from radio and professional wrestling he's not the only guy who did that mean gene did radio before he got into awa there's a bunch of guys uh, vince russo had a radio show before he worked for wwe backstage so uh yo, bro bro i'm gonna do a radio show bro uh so bro, he had that. it's gonna be called vicious vincent's world of wrestling did, did, yeah you're from new york did you ever did you ever know anyone that listened to it i never did that was but back I know in, that, that was like, what, early 90s, right? That had to be like early 90s. Early 90s, I think like 92. Vicious Vincent's what? World of Wrestling, ah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> bro was in the official title. Uh, I would like a segment of just Vince Russo, Zack Ryder, and Matt Riddle. While we're they're on, just, bro. <laughs> bro, 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 bro. <laughs> Bra, 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 bra. The bra, the bra is more, it's more, uh, it's more a riddle. Uh, John Rycorn saying he loved that mullet on Tatanka. Yeah, that was one that had like red, and he had, he also had his uh, talk to the Native American. I've spoken to the, like he would always just do the. He was one of the green screen promo guys back in that era as well. Um, <clears throat> Kevin Derrigan, Derrigan is saying, does Braun Strowman ever get the championship title? Braun Strowman is out of the title picture right now in WWE. This guy was in it in the fall. He is out. Injuries. Uh, they 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 tried to make him a heel. Then he wasn't. Then he was back to a baby. Then he didn't get the same reactions. He still gets. People still go ah. You know when he comes out, he's still an attraction. Uh, but they've backpedaled on him for a while. And if he gets a title, if he gets a title opportunity, it will be after WrestleMania season. I don't see him getting that before. And who are you, Kevin Durgan, to discount his amazing championship reign with Little Nicholas of WrestleMania fame? Who are you, Kevin? Who are you? Me? <laughs> oh, yeah, Kevin. Right. yeah. Yes, You're exactly. Kevin, too. Yeah. Uh, Hayden Brown singing, uh, 205 Live's got a lot better since uh, Trips took over. Trips. Well, I, I know Triple H is involved in producing it. Some people's. It's not to say that Vince McMahon isn't still involved in producing that show. I think that show has gotten think, a lot better with uh, a lot better with Buddy Murphy as their champion, but he's not like super red hot over. I think they still think they need some just like characters that connect to the general fan, not not just we're gonna have a bunch of great wrestling on the show. You're gonna get that every week. I watched it last week; it was really really good. I enjoyed seeing Hideo Itami and what would be his last WWE match in Akira Tozawa. That was interesting. And they just beat the snot out of each other. They were just rocking each other left and right. So well worth it here. People dropping slap nuts in the chat. Watch yeah, it with the slap nuts. Tonight. How do you feel about that? Yeah, Jeff Jarrett going to be in the ring tonight. We didn't even touch on that. Jeff Jarrett will be in the ring with Elias. I think this will be more of an angle than a full-on match. But it'll be interesting to see Jeff Jarrett in a WWE ring having a match for the first time since 
99. 99. This is the first time in 20 years it's been a WWE ring to have a match. Certainly didn't look bad last week. He's had matches in AAA over the last few years. He's been able to, you know, go have those periodic matches and do some big stuff and did some big business in Mexico over the last year and a half. People don't think of that as a big thing. He was playing arenas there. Uh, you know, Triple Mania doing big, 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 big cards for them. It's a big reason. And that's also the major reason why WWE went back to them. They felt they could trust him if he was doing that. Everyone thinks, oh, the GFW thing you were doing, that, that was goofy, and and you had to leave Impact Wrestling. Yeah, because he had to go get sobriety. I, I've been able to interview Jeff twice in the last year. Uh, I, I He seems so clear-headed. Also, people say, oh, why are they bringing him back? He's really, his main job appears to be is to be a producer. But, you know, Road Dog can come out and do an angle and be in the ring and help a guy get over. Uh, I think this is the same thing. He's going to be there to help Elias get this character over and flip it back to being a heel and getting reactions and not just a comedy heel. They want to make him a heel that you can boo as well as, you know, la- laugh at his jokes and stuff like that. Uh, and also, you know, another thing is uh, Jeff Jarrett got some of the best working punches I've ever seen. Some of those, those big real, those big real back Memphis, punches. Baby. Yeah. That's that Memphis. He got that right from Jerry Lawler. He's got but that. Bro, I, I was bro, talking to Jeff. Talking to said, Jeff. Bro, this match with Elias, bro, you got to put a guitar on a pole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to put it there. Uh, Nishad Joa asking the rising son of Tommy Tazawa wonders where Kenta will go. Yes, Adeo Tommy. I think he has already changed his Twitter back to Kenta. Uh, the the belief that WWE gave him his release so easily when other guys have asked releases and haven't got him with this whole shakeup and the all elite money being out there and stuff like that. Uh, the reason why apparently uh, Hideo Tommy got his release, he's he's currently under a 90 day non compete clause. Is that he was going to go return to pro wrestling Noah in Japan, where he got his start and where he became a big star. He wrestled a match for them last year, just one match. Uh, WWE does have some type of working relationship with pro wrestling Noah. It's believed that, so I think that's the understanding. They they don't they don't yeah. they they believe in good faith that he's not going to go run off to all elite wrestling. Though he probably could, but who knows? You know, we don't we don't know that for sure. I'm not going to say that. What happened to EC3? He hasn't really debuted yet. Uh, they have they they're they're, they're kind of. They're telling you that these guys are coming to the main roster. Heavy Machinery had their first match last week on SmackDown Live, but the first time you saw them was in backstage segments, and they kind of parcel them out. I think EC3 will be in the same position where they'll kind of introduce them through backstage stuff bit by bit, and then eventually, boom, here he goes. He's going to have his debut match. We haven't, see, we haven't seen that just yet. You know, I'm surprised that they're you know not jumping all over this guy who is so ready for the main event. Uh, Ray Wydeck saying, any truth that to Lars Sullivan ducking the wellness plan with anxiety? I don't know exactly what your question is, but Lars Sullivan was planned for some big, big things going into WrestleMania season that would reportedly involve him laying out John Cena and, and being the monster that would put John Cena on the shelf going into the Royal Rumble. Then WWE simply just wrote him off as saying he had some type of injury and couldn't perform at the Royal Rumble. The plan was never to have John Cena at the Royal Rumble. The plan originally was for Sullivan to take him out and then rush on into the Rumble. Then, apparently, it is believed that Sullivan had some type of anxiety issues, some panic attack issues, and that kept him from having his debut matches and having an angle with John Cena before the Royal Rumble. His status is undetermined at the moment. They've not mentioned him. He had a lot of television uh, vignettes hyping his upcoming debut on either Raw or SmackDown, and then we never got it. So, uh, yeah, what is going on with Lars? We don't know. And uh, the, we- the latest rumor was like, oh, he was slated to be 
in the Eric Rowan spot. And it's like, I don't, I think people are just guessing yeah. now. Yeah. And Lars will be there. And when he shows up, he'll make an impact. Mm. Triple H is still sticking by that. So I'm going to stick by Triple H. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go with that here. Uh, James saying, I don't get the channel that Impact is on. Well, you get Twitch. Well, you can watch, right. Yeah. You can yeah, watch, you, you can watch, you can watch Impact Wrestling on Twitch. Don't worry. You'll be, you'll, you can, you can be there. Uh, <clears throat> Robert, do you see WWE doing some spring cleaning after WrestleMania like they did in years past? Here's the thing, James. Uh, I don't like the idea of talking about people getting fired. I don't know if that's something to speculate about. I don't, I don't think like, I don't think saying these people should lose their job or I don't, I think this guy is, Worthy of losing his job. Certainly if you're someone who hasn't been on TV in a long time, you would say that. Now, five, six years ago, I would say, yeah, Toby is going to do that quite often. They're going to go through and and clear house and and clear up some spots on the lower end. But with a lot of WWE call-ups, I think that becomes a lot more clear. Still, at the same time, how much content do you produce every single week? Like you don't you don't use really you don't use enhancement talent every week. So you're not having jobber guys go out there and lay down for at the superstars. You know, watching those shows from WWE in '92, the whole show was driven by just jobber matches. You know, and just seeing vignettes and videos, jobber match build to the pay per view. Now you can't do that on television. That isn't acceptable. General audiences want to consume that. They want real competitive matches week to week. So you're gonna have some guys that are over and up. And up in the card, and the winning, and some guys that are not, and some fans still just don't want to accept the idea. Why does Zack Ryder lose all the time? Because you need someone to lose all the time, and you can't just have them be a name, a nameless guy. You know, you have to; they have to have some value. So at least he's a, a glorified, a glorified guy who goes out on his back. No rip to Zack Ryder, just and making also, conversation. Spring cleaning doesn't exist the way that it did because no. There's no, there's so much more content. It's not like, well, we can't fit these guys on either Raw or SmackDown, so Shad and JTG gotta go. You know, it's they don't have that. Mm. You can send guys to main event, uh, two hundred five live, evolve, NXT UK. There's so many. Yeah, and and they're go. all under the WWE banner too. So you 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 have, uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, certainly, there's a money difference when you go over to NXT. You know, those guys are not getting they're not getting the same compensation that you get on the main roster. You're just simply not getting that. Uh, you're not getting those extra dates. You're getting sporadic dates and sporadic tours and stuff like that. It's not the same thing. Uh, will we get rid of the brand split in WWE after WrestleMania? No. This is going to stay. That's, that's been rumored over the weekend, actually, that they want to do that. I know. But I'm not I just, I just don't. I, I would, I, I'm not saying I don't mind being wrong later on. But I say this thing stays because you're getting into that big TV contract period split next year, going into October of 2019. Fox will have SmackDown on Friday nights. That's going to be a big deal. That's going to have a lot of big names on it. Some guys will get moved over there. I think there'll be a shakeup. There'll be a draft of some kind. But I don't. I don't. I don't feel we're going to see a brand split as well. Fox is going to want a separate brand of talent, and NBC is going to want a separate brand of talent on Monday nights. And you'll see a little bit more competition from both those backstage sides as to who gets to be on what show too. I wonder. I wonder what the ex- the network executives are going to want out of the show as well. Everybody's going to go. I want Lesnar. Well, we want Lesnar too. Okay, Brent splits over. That's how I think we go. We only have so many dates, fellas. <laughs> you know, like, we only have so many dates on the contract with him. That's all we can do. He's a date by date wrestler. Yeah, tell me about it here. Uh, jobber matches were great. 
bringing notoriety to local town. I don't. I. 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 I, I guess local town was fine, but seeing jobber wrestlers again uh, as as now. When I was a kid, I was like, oh yeah, I remember these guys were a bunch of bums, and they were put out there to look like bums, and you're gonna be up the local bum. And sometimes you would recognize some of them, but you wouldn't recognize them all the time. And they also would never be, they would never be like out of shape, but they would clearly not be in the same shape as the guys they were in the ring with. And that was kind of the idea. And they would all do a good job and sell sell the gimmicks for different things and stuff like that. And, you know, have money shoved in their mouth by the million dollar man. Uh, Ron Ron Fontaine just just said this. AEW going to be on TBS. We don't know that, guys. We don't know that. We're, we, that, but that was something I was waiting for today uh, was news to break on that. There, there has been talk over the weekend uh, from Wrestling Observer that all it does have a, a real channel, a real serious cable partner that they're discussing a potential weekly TV show with that would start at some point near the end of 2019. Now, I didn't bring that up on the show because it's just really no new information that we've known for about a month now. So so there's nothing really new to get into. Just saying, yeah, those talks are still going, but it could be a big deal. And that's just it. It's the same, it's the same news that we've had for a couple weeks now. No reason to push it and go any further. So there you we know, go. I think that when we hear it, we'll know for sure. I'm not sure if it's gonna be TDS because they're isn't their catch line still a we're so funny or something like that. True. But All Eat Wrestling is a pretty funny show, isn't it? Isn't uh, it? Like, really, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for less Joey Ryan uh, inflatable phallic men. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's kind of their thing here. Uh, is there any truth to seeing the promotions in relationship with WWE on the network? Uh, yeah, this has been in the works for quite some time. There is, a, at some point, WWE's talked about in 2019 launching a tier, meaning you would pay a little bit more for the network if you wanted to get more of these other promotions. There is also many, many reports of promotions that WWE is working with in the European region, in the United Kingdom, that help them get together and, and put out NXT UK, specifically Progress Wrestling and ICW out of Scotland, that there is a potential for WWE to put that content on the network for that extra tier, you pay a little bit more money and you get these extra shows from the extra groups. Uh, and then obviously I think Evolve would be lined up and kind of just how much you see uh, talent that has been taken from there over to NXT. And then NXT talent has been able to go over to Evolve and have shows and do big matches and stuff like that too. Right. I think it'd be I worth it. If you're going to pay a little bit more happen. and you get more content, why not? It's going to happen, but it won't be something that you'll get all the time it'll be hey look there's the special evolved show because johnny gargano's on it mm, mm, yeah and tell me about it man it's just something else it's another it's an, it's another it's more wrestling to follow more wrestling to follow yeah. we got we got so much going on you guys can follow all of it over at wrestlezone.com we will be back tomorrow at 5 p.m central standard time right around then Follow us on our Facebook page. Like it and follow it. And uh, make sure you click that ding so you know exactly when we go live so you can join us in the discussion. If you're on the podcast feed, give us five stars. Uh, if you're on iTunes, you, you do that. It helps the show out. And listen to what you guys think. Hit us up on Twitter after the show, and we'll get your comments in a future episode as well. So you guys are still a part of the, the discussion. The most interactive wrestling show. That's what we're going for. We want it to be a wide, sprawling conversation. 
Uh, we'll also have some additional guests coming on the show later this week. I'm waiting for some news about Whoa. that. Uh, possible, really? possible WWE superstar to be determined on the show in a special bonus episode, possibly at some point this week. So, And that'll be podcast only. So it'll be another reason for you guys to subscribe to the podcast. I cannot say who it is. I cannot say who it is. I'm waiting to, waiting to find out who it could be, who it could be. So Clearly listen. it's The Rock. <laughs> I did it for The Rock. Yeah. Thank you for the support, guys. Appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed Monday Night Raw. We'll join you tomorrow before SmackDown and cover all the other big stories in world of wrestling. Robert DeFeel, if they want to follow you on Twitter, where do they go? They go to add Dude Felice. That is D-U-D-E-F-E-L-I-C-E. You can do that on Instagram as well, and you can check out Time Killer Apparel for snazzy hats, hoodies, T-shirts, and much, much more. Mm. Kevin, if they want to see you do comedy, where do they go? Well, I got a big one. I got a big one. Uh, in wrestling, you want to be on all the big independent wrestling shows. I'm happy to say I will be performing and making my debut on Comedians You Should Know, February 27th at Timothy O'Toole's in Chicago. This is a pretty big show. Um, this is a show that people from Saturday Night Live have performed on. A lot of people have gone on to perform on The Tonight Show, on Conan O'Brien have performed on this showcase as well. Just a lot of different comedians. If you're in the Midwest, anywhere near the end of February, let me know. Uh, I, w- I would love to uh, meet with some WrestleZone people. I uh, got to meet some WrestleZone people when I was in Hobart, Indiana, uh, this, uh, not this weekend but the weekend before, and that was a whole lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for that. I had a lot of fun uh, just talking wrestling with people. Uh, and uh, so definitely try and come off that last Wednesday of the month. Timothy O'Toole's downtown Chicago. Uh, tickets are only $5 online. Get them at comediansyoushouldknow.com. And uh, coming up, that is on the 27th, February 12th. Tuesday, February 12th, I'll be at Shakers on Clark for my show, Showcase of the Tuesdays, with a friend of the show, Ali Sky. And that is every first Tuesday of the month at Shakers on Clark in Chicago. Free show. So you can come out to that as well if you're in the Chicagoland area, the greater Cook County area. All right, for Robert DeFelis, I'm Kevin Kelm, wishing you a very fun Wrestling Monday. Please enjoy wrestling.